There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. John, Chris, Koshers, hope you're all well. Who? Chris, Koshers. That's a new one. one. for a while. He's not a new one. We've got it before. Five, five and a bit years in and he's gone with Koshers. Koshers. We all right? Yeah, very well. You? What about when he you? came in this morning? Saying he's admitted defeat with the, the diet and his overall I put one of his demeanor. And t-shirts on. You know when you feel it with a tighter t-shirt, and I was like, I, I actually thought in my head he's right. You know, <laughs> John's right. Well, have you been in denial the last. I'm couple fat. Of weeks? He has been on your Annie Chris. I'm fat. I'm not surprised when we went to that Indian. I'm not surprised you fat with how much you ate. No, well, I'm you're not, not fat. I just need to. No, no, it just it just piles on. If there's any nutritionist out there who want to get in touch. Do you go, are advice. you very carby? I am a very carby. I like my chips. Yeah. I love a chip. But you order, you order chips. Well, if you get chips on your dinner, you order extra chips to, yeah. to mop double, up and that, don't you? Double chips. But uh, times are changing. New trainers for you, John? Yeah. Oh. They are and they're not. Then. They are not converse. Yeah. What happened to them eye tops that you had, them Jordans? <laughs> Did I have some Jordans? Big beefy pair of Jordans. I've only seen them once. I honestly couldn't. I honestly don't know where they are. Skip the Jordans. Forty year old with a pair of Jordans. <laughs> what am I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. I can't remember what they look like. I think I can. Belters, weren't they? Yeah. When did I wear them then? Chunky number. You can see him again, though. <laughs> That's a bit disrespectful. What? Call them a chunky number. <laughs> I meant the trainer, not John. <laughs> <laughs> but he works both ways. Can we get back to how fat you are? I <laughs> sat with fucking Matt Lucas. <laughs> what about um, a trip down south planned and we haven't got a car between us? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> he was fuming, by the way. So we're... I'm absolutely raging. <laughs> We've got a trip down south, like you said, with Cotswolds first for um, Watford tomorrow. Watford, and then Infirmary uh, in South London um, on Friday. And all organised, all arranged, hotels, venues, not got a car between us. So mine's been out of action for a while. Yeah, yeah, but, so so yeah but you, was that where a lot of your banger came from? Yeah, that that will that will that way. Well, when Matty said his were in garage. That was the worst. He was, he was saying, well, well, he knew we were going away. Knew we were going away. Why is he booked it in this week? You've yeah. got, you've got, yours uh, is in garage. Your, yours is Mine doesn't too fit small. everybody in. Exactly. So you need to buy a new car. You need to get your car sorted. 
It's all right, I've left, I've say, left it too long. It's all right, say, oh, what are you doing with your car? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Two and a half months, is it? Two and a half months? Six you see, weeks. I feel like I've set a precedent of just not doing anything about it, and now everybody else is doing the same. So, what, what, what is it? Tuesday we went, we came, didn't we? So, Monday, my engine warning light came on. So, obviously, mine were literally out of action. But I tell you what, what, what it's, it's as though you just expected me to drive, like. That's my that. that. Eh? Five hours before we're meant to travel, my car's in the garage, you're not even joking. Yeah. Like. As if that's all right. Deal with we, knew, we knew we were coming away, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Nah, fucking. Why'd you get it in for the day that we're travelling? Do you want to come and take a seat? <laughs> defend, defend yourself. I were actually buzzing when my light, light came on, just to fuck you all. <laughs> fuck you. Yes! Oh, fuck you. <laughs> so fast forward six hours, John's boarding the train with eight cans of Sammy Gal. You were <laughs> pissed. You were pissed last night. It's, it's, I think it were nerves. From, it's been a long Easter holidays. From Phil. You know, we, we Phil kids. Brown. Long Easter holidays. Oh, don't start that shit again, you fucking pathetic piece of shit. Oh! <laughs> pathetic pathetic piece, of piece of shit. Yeah, probably a bit harsh. But yeah, stop telling fibs. Um, no, I'm just surmising. I mean, you, you, you can... Right, I was stressed yesterday. I was stressed. So because I thought, we had Fuck Phil it. Brown today. No, no. I think, the, the, I think that was a... The previous, yeah, the previous week, I've been, I've been quite stressed. As I thought, fuck it, I'm getting eight cans for train. And then reloaded at Paddington. F- four cans of San Miguel. Oh, my Guess what God. he was quartered. £16 odd for four cans four of San Miguel. Four cans? Yeah. And he let everybody in the train station go <laughs> like and it was, heard how loud point, he was. At this point, was he eight cans, eight cans deep. deep? This is a reload. <laughs> Can you believe it? Can you believe it? I forgot we got some more at Paddington. The fella we? behind the counter was rich. I went, <laughs> I went I beg your pardon. He had no idea. I went, I beg your pardon. He went, £16. I went, for four cans of San Miguel. £16.50 for four cans of San Miguel. You put them back? Fucking right, I did. £16.50 for four cans. <laughs> Fucking hard to want a blue mask. And then four Fosters was seven quid. That was more reasonable, isn't Fosters. it? So I should have got eight. Should I? <laughs> <laughs> nine. Should have got it's nine a, for the Expensive taste, John. No, but £16.50 for four cans of San Miguel, normal size. That's fucking outrageous. How much were they? <laughs> so yeah. And there were a bloke in queue. I went, have you fucking heard that? <laughs> £16.50 this cunt wants off me. <laughs> he had no time for you either, did no. he? No. Like, just finished work. You, you were that guy. Just, oh, just keep up with me. Yeah, like, yeah, one of them. Oh, yeah, mate. Yeah. It was like, just after, <laughs> like, six, Cost seven. Cost of living half crisis. Six. What are you going to do? Uh, like, half <laughs> six in. It's finished, obviously finished work. £16.50. He's trying to charge me. So the, no, no, no. Jason Lee, everybody seemed to enjoy it. Yeah. A lot of people said they didn't realise how much of a, a hard man he was in terms of... Well, I didn't. I didn't yeah. either, to be honest. Did you? No, no. But I, I imagine people that played with him might, from what he spoke about, might say different. He used to a like big it. Big old piece of kit and yeah. all, innit? I wouldn't like mess with him. No. Martial no. arts shit, do you reckon? Yeah. If, like uh, a chop. Yeah, if Jason says it's Tuesday, it's Tuesday. Mm. <laughs> Again, Evans. Evans. Yeah. <laughs> Just Evans, isn't it? Fantasy football stuff and how it affected him. It were, it were interesting. Like I said in the thing, I never saw the racial connotations. But I used to 
we used to oh pi- used to sing pineapple. It. <laughs> I didn't used to sing it because I never watched him play, but just from the the effects of watching fantasy football, he'd be like, Oh yeah, Jason Lee, pineapple and all that stuff and you don't realise do you? when you're I outside it's is it ignorance? I don't know, but I just didn't realise you just get caught up in the crowd, don't you? Mm-hmm. A lot of people commented as well, saying exactly that. Mm. That they knew it was going on, but they never once thought it's different it was races of yeah. looking back. It was definitely yeah. bullying. There's no question oh, about right. that. Can we get back to um, arriving at the hotel? Fella having a pint at the bar watching the Chelsea That's game. Somebody banging completely. No, what, watching the City game. <laughs> and uh, as soon as he found out, he's a Chelsea fan. My best mate's just been sacked from your club. Best mate? Best oh. mate. Well, we've already spoke about this, haven't we? Different, different intro. Oh, it? oh, it's coming up again. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> My best, I was like... Even if he'd said me mate's been sacked, I'd have gone, mm. come on, John. Yeah. You spoke to me. One of my yet? best mates. Have you spoke to him? I'm getting a bit of time to cool off. Uh, well, you best mates and all, you know what's, you know what's better. I know, mm. <laughs> I know how he works. I know how the animal You know nobody better, do you? I know how the animal works. Yeah. So to leave him a little cooling off period yeah. and then get in touch. How do, you know, how do you know that he needs some time? Because I know him that well. Is it not because you rang him and he didn't answer? <laughs> Yeah, but his voicemail said I need a bit of time. <laughs> In fact, I think his, his, his ringtone is I need a little time to think it over. Uh, yeah, I'll get a ring soon, Potts. <laughs> Who have we got this week? In fact, you'll reach out to me, Graham, when you need me. You'll reach out. I'm always here. Always Doors here always open. You. I'm always sitting in this phone, Graham. Roderick Thornley. Oh, no, yes. Our first. Masseuse. Yeah. Ah, it is. Yeah. We had his brother on. We've had Ben on. Ben was a great episode. Ben Formley's brother. Former Manchester United and England England. Masseuse. Some unbelievable. This is like we always like to chuck a a curveball in, don't we? Not necessarily from the playing world of football or management, and we're not disappointed. Some of the stories, obviously, Wayne Rooney's best mate, England, Man United, glory days. Big Trump. Don. <laughs> Donald Speaking Trump. of farts. <laughs> Donald Trump's golf partner. Speaking of tans. <laughs> yeah. uh, nah, good, good, good stuff. Life. We yeah. did it in um, the Elk, the Elk of Ale. So thanks to Eamon oh, for yes. letting us in. Yeah. Apparently it's a good uh, Super Sunday. That's the place to be. Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm. Yeah, very bad way. I know. We do have to remember it and remember his name and that. It's fair play. Thanks, John. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember where, 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 where it were. <laughs> I wish I'd have just he dropped came back. He came back to the room this morning. He was like, oh, I f- forgot I was speaking to that fucker from Whitley Bay last night. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? He went, ah, there was a lad having breakfast and apparently I was speaking to him last night. <laughs> Tell him how much Sam Miguel is at Paddington. (laughs) (laughs) Graham Potter on speed dial. uh, He'll he'll pick up in a minute. (laughs) Just watch. Oh, it's too late now. Must have been at that half nine. Must be asleep. Must have been at that half nine, Graham. Oh, well, he's in bed now. (laughs) Well, shall we get him in then? Yes. Yes.
Cross first. Our first sibling crossover. Oh, it is, I? Brothers, yeah. I think I have. Did I alert you to that fact? Did I alert you to that fact? I think it was me. To be fair, the facts. Could be twin brothers as well, by the way. Would you say it's a better looking you or your kid? Me, 100%. <laughs> the lads are always saying that the best place to be in the masseuse room. Yeah. Physio room or around the masseurs. It's like the whole bit. So it's, for... it's either, either yeah, the medical room or the kit room. That's where generally I'm Let the steam there. off. Yeah, yeah. So why did you get into that then? Lucky. Honestly, so lucky. So I was a lifeguard in local leisure centres in Salford. And uh, at the time, so obviously you've mentioned my brother. He's uh, He was part of that class of 92. Because of that, by a by crook, Gary Neville ended up dating my sister and ended up eventually getting engaged to my sister. And uh, when Carrington opened in 2000, they needed a lifeguard to to look after the pool on a day to day basis. In case the lads drown? Exactly. It nearly happened. There's a couple that, there's a, I'll name names, I don't care. John O'Shea wasn't the greatest of swimmers. <laughs> And neither was Danny Welbeck. Yeah. Yeah. But no, the, um, I, I, I give up. Pulling him out with that, you know, that stick with him. <laughs> yeah. Danny Welbeck, so I'll give him a minute here. <laughs> Don't make it ring in. <laughs> so yeah, that was, I give up like a 40 hour a week or 38 hour a week to, to go in there two hours a day on the gamble that someone might come of it. And it didn't take long, like within a month, five, six weeks, they sent me on a course down to Cardiff to do a massage uh, diploma. Did you go the full shebang, yellow t-shirt, lifeguard on the back? Or no, I think they just give us my own kit that had my own name on at the time. So yeah, I, wasn't, I didn't have to do that. Were you, you, did you let them chew chewing gum in there or <laughs> no heavy petting? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if I said there was though. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, looking at that one. And I'm assuming you big United fan. Yeah, huge United fan. Salford Red. There, was, there weren't many from Salford that weren't Reds, you know. Yeah. I grew up with amongst a load of United fans, like one City fan amongst us all. And how old are you when you get the call to be the lifeguard? Ooh, 2000, I'd be 23. Right. 23, yeah. So 23 year old being asked to go down to Carrington, not coming off the back of the treble winning yeah, season. Yeah. All the... It was actually that funny because the first day I've gone in there, um, they've, they've, they've given the, the, the manager of the centre, the manager of Carrington, um, it was like nothing to do with the football side. It was his job to make sure the facilities were kept. So he's taking me around and, oh, this is this, this is there's the sports hall, there's that. And every time we go past a player, it's like, ah, Rod, how are you, mate? All right, Rod, how are you? And every single player knew me because I'd been at Christmas parties and obviously because of my brother and that. Yeah. He's like, you know, everyone, like, what's going on here? Like, so Alex then comes and so Alex having a chat with me and he, he, the guy couldn't believe what's going on. Like, <laughs> knew everyone, like, it was funny. I actually can't believe that there's a role, there's a, they needed a lifeguard. And I, well, I'll tell you what they did was, they, 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 the plan was for the physios to get qualified as lifeguards, but because they actually weren't qualified as lifeguards yet, they needed a, a stopgap, and that was me. And then we all had to continue over the next X amount of years. They're probably still doing it now, uh, stay as um, qualified lifeguards. Did you when, know they, when you got it though, did you think there's a I'm in my foot's in the door here? That's if that's I can do summer. That was my head, that was the way I was thinking. Like if I just get my foot in the door, like I've quit a, like a full-time job to do it was like 10 hours a week on a on a crap pay just to just hoping that just something, hoping that something would come of it yeah and you, you knew the players as well so you're thinking the players are going to bat for you no matter what well if, yeah. you, if the needs a job or 
Well, that's what that basically they turned around to me after a month and said, "Listen, we we see you get on with the players well, and we see you like them." So, yeah, crack on. Let's let's get you qualified. But obviously, that developed into what a nineteen. 19 year, 19 year spell yes. at Man United, but 15 years with England. 19 years, 15 years with England, yeah. Lucky, very lucky. I'm, I, I am, I class myself as a very lucky person, yeah, in that respect. Was there anybody who just couldn't stop running next at pool? You know, when you're blowing your whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Do you honestly believe I had a whistle by the pool? Do I look like that Bobby. much of a bellend to fucking have a whistle by the pool at Man United? Juan Sebastian, stop fucking running! <laughs> I told you this on Tuesday. <laughs> You're going to slip and cause us an injury. <laughs> Yap stands in with manager, running bomb again. <laughs> Fucking bomb. hell. <laughs> oh, man. Had you met Sir Alex before? Yeah, yeah. A, a few times, actually, over the years. Yeah. But, um, the first time was he turned up at my house. Um, I would come home from school one Friday afternoon and he's, he's on my sofa with... Yeah, with Brian Kidd trying to entice my brother to leave City to come to United. Yeah, it's like him again, and I just going out of his way. Yeah, to visit a well, how what do you say? Thirteen. He'd have been, he'd have been 16, sixteen, probably fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, so just before they signed him, schoolboy forms. Like. Yeah, unbelievable. But that's what he was like. So Alex, he was he was attention to detail. He was brilliant. Did you have to tour the line with Ferguson? Or did you ever get a bollocking for I got, doing whatever? I got a few bollockings, Yeah. I think um, I knew that already. I don't really toe the line that much. That's my problem. <laughs> yeah, I got a few. I mean, he'd bollock you for not having a shave. Let's not lie. Like, if you've done, if it's the wrong day, he'd come in and walk past you and go, fucking shave that beard. It looks terrible or some of that. You know, that's what he was like. But that's, that's him. I, I got, a, got a couple of good bollockings, yeah. Can you tell us the biggest bollocking you got and why off Ferguson? Um, yeah, yeah. I don't mind telling you this one. It's uh, We was on pre-season tour in New York. Um, we, do, we played in Chicago on the Saturday and um, we flew from Chicago to New York Saturday evening after the game. Honestly, the hottest game I ever played, I ever was involved in in Chicago. Lads were just head to toe sweat, couldn't get off the pitch quick enough. We go to New York and literally get off the bus, or no, get off the plane in New York. So Alex has got his own apartment. So he says to the team, or he says to Mick Phelan, tell the lads, see you on the bus Monday morning. So the lads are gone, fucking hell, Saturday night and Sunday in New York, let's go. So Saturday night, by the time we got to the hotel after playing, well, like, it was a bit too late. So we made, a, we made a night of it in the hotel. Then Sunday, played golf, and I was given the job to organise like some sort of night out for us. And originally it was like me, Wayne, Michael Carrick, and we had um, the England physio at the time was working with me, a guy called Dave... Dave Hancock, he was working um, for New York Knicks as their like chief head of performance, something like that. So I spoke to Dave and said, listen, where can we go today? Where can we go tonight? So we organised like a rooftop bar for the afternoon and then a club after that. So we had all this sorted, but then once like two or three lads got on, oh, are we going there? Yeah. Oh, we'll come. Oh, we'll come. And then eventually it's like in 15, 16 lads going, plus likes of Andy Cole, Brian Robson, who the legends who were on the tour with us, like <laughs> we're coming as well, like... So I've organized, I've had to buy like a hire a minibus, right? <laughs> I've had to hire this minibus. The lads have got to pay for it, like, but I've hired this minibus and we we've we've sorted this whole day and night out and it was it was brilliant. Lavo is like this bar in in in, in Manhattan that uh, you sat down having a meal and all of a sudden it just erupts into a cabaret. Like and it's just amazing, like brilliant fun. 
So we're in there and we're talking virtually all the squads in there, right? Myself, my mate from New York Knicks. Um, and we then disappear onto a, a nightclub, go, all go home. But I think a couple of lads had nicked a couple of birds and they took them from the Lavo into onto into the bus onto New York Knicks. Oh, sorry, onto New York, onto the, the nightclub we'd gone to. So the next day, on the Monday nights, uh, the Monday nights edition of the New York Times, there was pictures and there was like Man United were out partying in 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 Manhattan last night. Blah blah. There was and there was like a picture of Giggsy dancing on a table with the bird and. And then there was something in the in the thing that said, oh, and the players moved then onto a nightclub with a couple of girls that they took on the team bus. But they used that. They could took these couple of girls on the team bus. So Sir Alex has read this on the Monday. Would Sir Alex have been all right with you having the Sunday out? Yeah. Absolutely. Sir Alex was absolutely fair when it comes to like team bonding and lads having a nice time. But he saw a couple of girls on the team bus and lost it. Lost it. Like what a Spanish Inquisition! I don't know how. I do know how, but my name got thrown into the equation. Um, they were they were my friends. These girls, I got thrown on the bus basically. So <laughs> fuck it, we'll blame him again. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got to take that on the chin, yeah, yeah, yeah. know yeah, that it's coming. Take one on oh, the come on, so <laughs> here we go again. What have I done now? So yeah. so training happened the next. So the Tuesday morning training happened, and like I got a, a heads up from someone. Gaffer's good in for you, so just stay out of his way for today. He's fuming, so I stay out of his way. Go off, go for lunch. I walk in. I've had five minutes late for lunch. Like back in the end days, you'd not have to bang on time. Like you, as long as you went for lunch, you were fine. And all the seats are taken, apart from one table, is completely empty. And I thought, well, I've got to get my food and sit on that table. And then I look around the room. Who's the only person not in the room? So Alex. Sure enough, a minute later, he walks in. The only place he can sit in the whole in the whole room <laughs> is next to me. He sits next to me. He says, "You were out with the fucking players last night, weren't you, son?" I was like, "No, boss. I was out with my mate, and they always happened to be in the same place." Like, and he went, oh, "Yeah, you shouldn't go out with the fucking players." And then his voice started getting louder and louder and louder until he's just absolutely snapped at me, and the whole room's just looking around, going like, and, uh, "It felt so horrible." And he he lost it with me, like just like you're not a fucking player. You shouldn't be out with the fucking players. Blah blah. And he said, don't do it again. He said, and it wasn't don't do it again. It was a bit more strong than that, but like, all right, okay, I took it. I took it on the chin and I walked out, sulked off and just got on my job for the rest of the day. And then like, I was just like, oh God, this is it was a horrible feeling. It was a horrible, horrible feeling being absolute. It was a hairdryer, but like not as loud as you'd expect, but like it was just horrible because he was so close to With me. With an audience as well. <laughs> With an audience, that, everyone. Imagine that, like, he just sat next to you and he just gave you your fucking, he's like, so that's just passes the salt and pepper. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah. Do you want that bread roll? <laughs> Won't do it again, boss. Pass us that bottle, please. When was this? 2010, I think it was. Yeah, right. Like 2010. So, so did you think you'd like, maybe, because obviously you, you 10 years you've been at the yeah. club at that point, yeah, and yeah. going Christmas do's and nights out and stuff. And did you think, okay, I'll burn bridges here? Uh, yeah. Then we were nights out over this. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was panicking over it. I was massively panicking over it. But the next morning, I've got up, gone down for breakfast, sure enough, as soon as those elevator doors open, the first person I see, Sir Alex, right in front of me. I shit myself. And what does he do? Morning, Roddy Doddy. First words out of his mouth. Just Did he have a pet name for you? 
<laughs> nips it in the bud like that. Just yeah. nips it in the bud. And that's what he was like. He was just such a good man manager, yeah. And it, I just went, oh, thank you for that. Yeah. For, he's, he's moved on, he's gone, it's done with. And that's what he was like. He was brilliant. Yeah. Obviously, so, we've got, we've had lifeguard, obviously the master. Yeah. But I think you really came to your own when they were pantomime director. <laughs> <laughs> we've heard so, a lot about the so Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have had loads of lads on. Speaking about the fun and games and the pantomime, yeah. Christmas pantomime. Well, I'll tell you what happened was like when I first, so my first Christmas was 2000, right? And we just did a day in the life of Carrington and basically dressed characters, uh, dressed um, first year apprentices up as, you know, um, players, a staff that everyone would recognise. And to have them recognise that the, the players would have the, the match shirts on, so you knew the name. And then you'd do something quirky with them. And then the staff would have like the actual staff with the kit, the, the, the initials of the kit on. And we just did a, like a, some sort of story. Like we had, a, we had a girl that works in the office, um, Sharon, and uh, she, she was always quite glammed up, Sharon, short skirts and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I was, uh, she was a bit older than me. And <laughs> we used to always have a, somehow put her in as like the weather girl. So Sharon, so we get a kid dressed up like bra, fake boobs, Shorts, uh, short skirt, sorry, doing the weather. But although always at the end would bend over and you just see balls hanging out the bottom <laughs> of your finger. You know, but it would just just be so funny. Like, just, but every year we'd put Sharon in it, and like, and I think and I think Sharon wasn't happy if she wasn't in it. You know, she loved it, Sharon. Did the lads used to hate that? Like, shit themselves. The, 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 the young lads, lads yeah, were shitting that. themselves, yeah, for like weeks building up to it. I'm pretty sure it affected their like Saturday morning of performances, like when they're playing on the pitch for the 16s and 18s. But yeah, they, they used to shit themselves really, really scared. It's your role as well that you get. Yeah. In it, you know, if you've got a really. Like, if you've got a big player and you're, yeah. you could piss him off, like really offend him. Because we've heard about the horse's head. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, rude. Is that your doing? Everything's my doing. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Everything was my doing. Everything. Like the kids never come up with any ideas. Like it was all me. I would spend. I would literally spend six weeks writing these scripts out for uh, uh, and like chain completely changing storylines of different famous you know Christmas stories. And uh, we did things like we did, we did a day in the life. We did a news at ten, and I, I just made it. Just need a load of news like. Um, different news articles and things like that. We did, we did Snow White. We did, um, God, I'm trying to think what we did. It was loads of stuff. But like, we just I had to just adapt things all the time. And even if I, I, I would print off scripts off the internet and then change the wording on everything. Like, and we did, oh, we did like the, um, we did uh, the 12 days of Christmas, you know, on the first day of Christmas. We did one of them one year and then we did completely different with that what on each one was a different player yeah different player or something different like I just reworded it all I can't remember exactly what I when did it, for that now but. when it came to the casting yeah so I, <laughs> you know like the, the one the, the biggest that's closest to the bone are you giving it that are you giving that role to the loudest brashest young lad you know what you know what it's crazy that you thought so but the best ones who performed with the little sheep, the little ones that were like little quiet kids. But when he actually put them in front of everyone, they were brilliant. I'd be going out like the day before the panto was on, dotting myself around all the fancy dress shops, just hiring gear out left, right and centre. And I used to have to go to Savannah and say, boss, come on, it's costing me like 200 quid this, this month, this year. Like, you have to give me back. Like, he's like, yeah, okay. And he'd, he'd always give me it like, because so Alex loved it. He, it was good entertainment though, it was good for morale. Can you remember the Randisteroy one? Did you get it in the neck? Because obviously it's your doing. Uh, he, he wasn't too bad. The only one that really gave it me net was Nanny. Nanny wasn't happy with his one that time. What was um, that? So I had Ronaldo 
quite a kid dressed up as Ronaldo. He came out, um, and you can imagine the, the, the canteen's like about 30 yards wide, big long canteen, but 30 yards wide. And everything went on in the middle of the canteen. So there's a door that side and a door that side. And Ronaldo come out and he had like a, a rope that I got from the pool side, like, no, we still they're open to get in. So I got a rope, but like, he's going, hey boy, hey boy, hey boy. And he's pulling this rope, right? And um, so this is the kids' as Ronaldo. This is the kids' Ronaldo. Kid, no, it's not Ronaldo. The kids are Ronaldo. But Ronaldo and Nanny are in the room. Right. They're watching this happen. So, and he's pulling it and he's pulling it. It's, it's tight. The thing's tight. And he gets to the door on the other side and he yanks one last time. And then Nanny pops through the other side of the door. <laughs> With it round his neck, as his dog collar. Right? So it's Nanny's, Nanny's his little dog, like brilliant. And then we sold Ronaldo that year, that summer. So the year after, I did, um, I did someone else, uh, another kid, come out dressed as Nanny with a Nanny shirt on. But he had a poster of of uh, um, Ronaldo. And have you seen my my owner or something like that? <laughs> walking, well, like, all upset, walking around all upset because he'd lost him for a year. So he wasn't happy. He was never happy with that. <laughs> were there any where you thought as you as you're making them up, you thought, oh, this could be a little bit too far, this. Yeah. Did you have, <laughs> did you have a proofreader? Like, did anybody yes. have a look over it first? Just to Brian say? McClare. Right. Chucky was still working at the club back then. And Chucky was brilliant, great entertainment. The driest man I've ever met in football. Honestly, he was so dry. But I would just run things by him. I think at the time he was head of the academy. And I would just go, Chucky, what do you think of this? And he'd go, ah, yeah, but I and it was didn't matter how ruthless it was, he'd be like, yeah, it'd be fine. So did he ever say, oh, no? No, never. Cut that one. Oh. No. <laughs> so basically, no, he just read it. And basically, basically, he just went. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's Love right. it. Love <laughs> it. No, That'll work went. a treat. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about the the kid that, like we said, that one kid who has to do the, the one closest to the bone, you know, just pulling the horse's head down thinking, yeah. oh, Well, the thing is for the kid, the thing is for the kid, he had the, he the, the head on. Yeah. So Rude never actually saw who that kid was. So would he always just look at you rather than all, the kid? All he saw was the shirt and the head. And like, yeah. oh, that's obviously me with the RC's head. Like, well, he didn't know who played him. I think Rude went, came in afterwards asking who, who the f played me. Like, but he, the, the players always thought it was the lad's idea. What he wanted was all me. It was all me. <laughs> we, we so just, I just let them take the shit at times. Like, we were just, just off backstage with a clipboard. Like, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly what I was doing. Yeah. So you know, just explain the, the two doors. Right. I was at one door. By the way, these kids are mic'd up as well. They've got we did this properly. Like not like this. Like, but there was at least one mic between them. And I would go right. You're on now. You're on now. Go on, you're on now. Costume. Costume. Oh, so Ed ready to go in three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> but you had to tell them all the time to speak up loud, speak up loud, and you had to always tell them, let the laughter stop. Because they'd always go out, and you'd, no matter what, you'd get laughs, no matter what. There was never, there really wasn't any times where you'd come out and there wouldn't be a laugh, right? And But lads would try and start talking while people were still laughing, so they weren't getting the jokes that were maybe coming of it. But yeah, it was, it was good. It was, it was just good fun. It was just different. Like, I just love how serious it all yeah. was. How serious well, just to check out the production, in it? Yeah. Just, laugh just like just lift, lifting the skirt up and just pulling the balls down a bit more. <laughs> yeah, checking in with Paul McGuinness to make sure they can be there that time. Yeah, fuck training, fuck the match they've got the weekend. They have to be with me by this time on on that day. Like, by the way, on about trusting stuff, you know, you know what get kind of stuff that gets said in these kind of situations. If you go to the treatment room, players talk about what they've been doing the weekend and stuff because you're on the player's side, aren't you? Yeah. So a lot of the time, if you've got to be, you have to be diplomatic all the time. Yeah, I, honestly, right. It's just gonna sound weird, this, but like, when I was doing, when I did the job in the club, like, obviously, it's quite strenuous physically, especially when you're doing hours on end. 
but it's fucking mentally draining because you're you're thinking about what you're saying to because when you get one on one with a player and you're you're talking about whether they're talking about the family life whether they're talking about their their own football, um, you 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 got to be careful um, to to not say the wrong thing, but you've also got to get the right message across without pissing them off, but without being a yes man as well. Because I've got a big bugbear for yes men in football and I, I just couldn't handle people's going, oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, because it's too many of that going on. And I like I was always one that would speak my mind and always speak my mind properly as well, yeah. And, and I was known for it. The players, like, you speak to the likes of, I don't know, Marcus Rashford today. He'll tell you now. Like, Rod was always totally honest with me. When I was when I was poor, Rod would tell me I was poor. And that's the way I am. I always have been that. But I don't. I wouldn't go to a player and go, oh, you were shit today, mate. I would, that's just stupid. Did you find that physio, because obviously, did you, I mean, I don't know how it worked at United. Did you have to report to the physio? Was he kind of your boss within yeah, the boss? Yeah, yeah. Physios used to hate the masseurs getting so close to the players. I don't know why, but they used to have a, it was a bugbear that players would go and, and speak to the masseurs. To be fair, you got close, too close to a few a masseurs. That's too why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Rod didn't do what you fucking used to well, get. Well, female, would he? Yeah. <laughs> I do for the right price. <laughs> Yeah, I think that might have been the problem. Yeah. You got fucking too close to him. I wasn't getting at that, but... <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. There is a lot of... I'll say there's a lot of jealousy in football. There's, the politics that goes on behind the scenes is, is ridiculous and there is a lot of jealousy. And if you are seen as quite popular, there's there's obviously going to be people behind your backs going, fucking hell, does this guy think he fucking is? Yeah. I've never seen anything like that. I'm not like that. I'm not that way inclined. Like, I don't mind, like... But... It, some people are like that. How did you ever get it in England set up? Lucky as fuck again. Bex rang me. Uh, I was on holiday at the time. I was with my girlfriend and Gary Neville was with my sister. We were out in Malta on holiday and Bex rang Gary Neville and just said, uh, is Rod with you? And he went, yeah, put him on the phone. And this was like the summer of 2001, like the June. And he said, listen, there's a, there's a chance for the England master. Would you fancy it? I was like, looking dead right, yeah, let's do it. He's like, right, okay, I'll, I'll have a word with Sven, see what he says. And um, Obviously Beckham's captain at the time. Beckham's captain at the time. And at the time, there was Gary Lewin from Arsenal, who was the Arsenal physio. There was two Arsenal doctors. And there was there was a, a, a physio from, uh, no, a, a masseur from Swindon and a physio from Sheffield. So they had no one really that northern. So they said it would be diplomatically right to, to get me in there as well. So that's how I got in there, yeah. Did you enjoy it? I fucking loved it, honestly. Brilliant. Was it just like a holiday? No, it's the hardest. It's the hardest work I do would be with England, but it was just brilliant. It's like you go away United, it's red carpet treatment. You go away with England, it's a different level to red carpet treatment. Honestly, they made you feel special. They treated the staff as they treat the players, and they, everyone got looked after the same way. And it was it was brilliant, honestly. Just thinking about that, Sven. Honestly, if if anyone's drowning. <laughs> We're safe as houses here. <laughs> you know what I mean? David, David Seaman's drowning. He's fucking getting pulled out. Don't you worry about it. If he gets his hair caught, if he gets his ponytail caught in fucking fan system in pool, Rod's getting him out. <laughs> <laughs> Give him the job, fuck it. Did he take the yes, man? Because he's a bit of a shagger, isn't he? <laughs> I can't see you. Can I go to the toilet? I need a toilet break. <laughs> Oh, fuck off. Like, I need a toilet. I'm going to have to have a piss. Sorry. I am going to have to have a piss. Just stop for a second. You can't fucking ask me that. Oh, God. 
So what he is a uh, colourful character as what he what he perceives, Sven? I'm not answering that either. It's just the same <laughs> fucking question. <laughs> I'm, on about, I'm on about in and around the dressing room, not in a nightclub. Yeah, you know, he was just a calm, calm guy. Honestly, so placid, so relaxed, so calm. He was just... He was tactical as well. He was very tactical, but um, he just he never raised his voice, never got angry. Just everything he ever did was was calm. Do you know at that time there was a lot like, they all speak about it afterwards about the clicks and that. Could you see that when I first went into the England setup in two thousand and one? There was definitely a clicks, and it was probably because of the Man United lot, because the likes of Gary Neville um, would. Let's say dinner with England was one o'clock. They train in the morning. They got lunch at one o'clock. Yeah, Gary Neville would grab like Scalzi, Bex, fucking Phil, Yorkie, Cole, and sorry, Cole Yorkie, Coley, Teddy, and and take them at ten to one, quarter to one, and they'd all eat quickly. And then by the time everyone else was sort of coming in, they'd just fuck off. Like that's that. That's my bed then. Yeah. So it was, but then it, it very very. I tell you what. I tell you what changed it all. Rooney. When Rooney come in, and he wouldn't have known he was doing this, because he, he was so like, so like in your face and chatty with everyone, and he didn't care who he was sat with. He would just talk crap with whoever he was sat around. He just it merged everyone together constantly, like, and he was he, he did brilliant at it. And he probably didn't know he was doing it at the time, but he he stopped that sort of clicky thing, and it wasn't that clicky in the end. What was your favorite tournament? Two thousand two was was amazing experience because it was obviously my first experience of something like that and it was it was amazing so I, I would say 2002 um and it was right at the height of Beckermania and you literally everywhere the England team bus went there would be five six deep on the roads going to the airport to travel to another game or going to training there would just be five six deep it was like what the fuck is this like it was amazing was he a captain he was captain yeah no was he a, was he a captain? was he a captain he was, he was. When he needed to speak up, he, he definitely was. Um, I'm not saying Gary Neville pulled his strings, but Gary was very, very, very close to him and they they, they consulted each other a lot over yeah. everything. But, it yeah, always, just, it always annoys me that, that <clears throat> it's almost like, especially when it comes to a big tournament, it's just the biggest name at every nation's the, the captain. The captain. Whether, whether they seem like a, a captain... Carry, yeah, he, he, was, he was a good captain. He was a good captain. He was there for the team and looked after the team. And for me, that's what a good captain is. Like yeah. somebody it always seems like it's more of a commercial first. decision than a... Probably was. The cap, like, but that's not his there's choice, There's another captain behind the scene. But that's not his choice. No. Yeah, it, it, it might have been a, a commercial decision. It might, someone might have been in Sven's ear and said, make David Beckham your captain. Yeah. You never know. You never know what goes on behind the scenes. But if they did, it was the right fucking decision because it commercially made sense. Just and he go, was a good captain. Going back to that 2006 thing, there must have been some furious players in, in the dressing room about, about Ronaldo and he's going up to the ref and giving it the wink and all that. You know what? I, I, I remember I was upset after that game, like proper. I was annoyed with Wayne because I, I knew he'd done it and I knew he'd got sent off and he was stupid, it was petulant and, uh, and it pissed me off. Um, and I, we were close then at the time and I, I couldn't look at him. But I just remember the whole dressing room being quiet. It was horrible getting knocked out of World Cups. Horrible in that dressing room. Um, were they close at United? Would you say they were good mates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone at everyone at United was good mates. They, 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 I never really come across many fractions at United that were like the players hated each other. You always hear about the Teddy Sheringham and mm. and um, and Roy Keane one, but that happened. I did it just before my time, but 
And I could never really see it in the dressing room. Never. You wouldn't you think it had happened. So I, I thought it would have created a lot of tension because it's different. People say oh, things off the field and on the field, but it's a World Cup in it. You're going out of the World Cup and Neville comes over, he gives him a shove out at way. Yeah, no. It's quite a bit of time elapsed, though, from getting knocked out to probably yeah, getting back. Yeah, it's two months, yeah. Yeah, so there's... Months and a bit, yeah. And, and they had spoken that greasy twat. Where till we get back? <laughs> Where till we get back? There probably was a bit of that in Wayne at the time, but they spoke and they, they moved on very quickly. It's football. It happens. Yeah. Was there any that were hard work? Any of the England players? Something on about Clips. you mentioned being a hub. But being hang on, hard work in response to like my just, job. Yeah, what just a bit I arrogant. Did. Just a bit like treated you <sighs> disrespectfully. I mean. David James at times could be hard work. I remember one time we, because uh, I was always in charge of like sort of sorting entertainment out, and we we had this thing going at United at the time where we'd do um, we'd do it was when oh what's it called with the boxes and you had the numbers on the boxes, the TV deal show no deal. deal or no deal yeah, so we were doing that at United for banter like just deal or no deal under cup so you like you get a, so I thought well you know what we'll do this with England after the meal one day, John Terry said you know what yeah I'll put the money in. Right, we'll pick random player out of the hat, and we'll do deal and all deal. Twenty twenty cups, right? You got a, pr a prize under each cup. He picks one, and then you keep going deal and all deal until he comes to agreement. And John Terry said, "I'll pay whatever, whatever, whatever they win." So David James got picked out of the hat, didn't he? So I knew straight away I was on to So I've got the whole England team in front of me. I've got all these cups lined up. He's picked his cup. You want someone you can bounce off? I've done. We're right. Let's eliminate the first three. Bang, bang, bang. Deal and no all deal. He's went deal straight away and just killed the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ruined the whole fucking game. I was devastated. <laughs> fucking hell. 25 quid deal. Yeah. 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 I want to get back to my bed. Yeah. Killed it. Are you play are you amming it up as well? Uh we all were just like loads of people like this would be great, this would be fucking yeah. brilliant. And they just fucking killed it like that. I was like, oh my god, cheers. <laughs> cheers, Jamo, you twat. Yeah. <laughs> What's it gonna be, deal? Deal. Yeah. Deal. Just give us, give us the tanner. Yeah. <laughs> Poor that David. You know what I mean? Yeah, he could have walked away with like in six or seven grand, like you know what I mean. But no, twenty-five quid or something. Like that. Deal. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, you. Who were your favourite player at United Ooh. and England? I, I mean, listen, I'm always going to be a Wayne Muni fan because close mate of mine, and I firmly believe that. 2003, when he burst on the scene, till about 2008, he was probably the only player that would give Messi, Ronaldo a run for their money for Ballon d'Ors. You know, I thought he was fucking top draw when he first burst on the scene. Um, when he was raw, when he didn't give a fuck, when he was getting yellow cards every week, that's that was the one of the best players in the world. Um, but United, Scolzi, for me, is probably Man United's greatest ever player. Ronaldo, amazing amazing impact on a club over a short space of time and would win games on his own for you and Giggsy for longevity as well top top players so them they're, they're, those are my top four really were you thinking off the pitch yeah no, we're not bothered about, about the technical oh you're all right, right. Nah, nah, if you can right, fucking okay. do a couple of step offers and all that <laughs> okay <laughs> Anderson was a funny kid yeah Anderson was a funny kid the fact that he couldn't speak English properly was brilliant like he'd, <laughs> he'd make words up in in interviews and we'd just take the piss out of him for it so I think he also there, was, there were so many good lads like but um, off the pitch, off the pitch. It's not an easy question, that, because there, there, was, there wasn't any knobheads, really. That's the good thing about, look, in my, in my day, I've, I've mentioned J-Mo had his moments, like, but there wasn't really a, 
I couldn't point a single knobhead out, and everyone had their own good points across the board. Like, I think that was the cost of the manager. Um, you won't let people be knobheads. I think so. I think if you if you sort of like crossed the wrong people in that dressing room, you were gone very quickly. Mm. I mean, look at Yapstam. It's a big example of it. Like he said some bad things about the Devils, and then bang, he's gone out of the club, and he was a fucking he was a great lad. I remember him fucking picking me up at house party once and fucking suplexing me onto my sofa. I was like, "What are you doing?" Middle of a fucking house party. <laughs> Come on, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking just pick me up and just fucking see. What's for? Yeah. What did you do? Nothing. Just walk past him. It's a Gary Neville's house. Like it's a big house party going Neville's house. And he just picked me up and just fucking suplexed me onto the sofa. <laughs> what a fuck, yeah. Did they all call you Roddy Doddy? Or was no, that just no boss? fucker called me Roddy Doddy. Just the gaffer. Like when he was in a good mood. What about England? Did, did you have to draw the line there? I could never really get in trouble with England because you, you had to work so hard all the time. Like. I was on best behaviour with England all the time. So, you know, there was, there was never... We had a few drinks here and there. Oh, I got... <laughs> I did get wheelchaired off a plane once. That was... There's always <laughs> one in there. Uh, no, no, no. That one time. one time. Not that one time. No, when we, when we drew out in... Um, that's a good story, this, actually. We drew out in Turkey with... Uh, against Turkey to, to qualify for your 2004. Nil-nil. The one where Alpay and Beckham had the little running at half-time where they chased him off the pitch and it went off in the tunnel. Did it go off in the tunnel? Oh, it went off in the tunnel. Well, it? Yeah, it went off in the tunnel um, uh, and Emil Esky was right in the middle of it all and their security was splitting it all up and our fucking, the whole team at the front having a fucking go at them and they were like face-to-face but security in the middle and Alpi, remember Alpi? He was right at the front of them and a fucking English fucking cunt. And then all of a sudden you just see this fucking white fist come over the top of nowhere. Bang, clocks Alpine, knocks him to the ground. Phil Neville. Wazza. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Neville. <laughs> Phil Neville. <laughs> Phil, Phil re- rearranging his pants in dressing room. Not getting involved in all that. So, really so cleaned him out. Waz has cleaned Alpine out, yeah, done him. And um, Heskey was right in the middle of it all as well, but Waz has done Alpine. And then all of a sudden, all you hear is Alpine, Beckham, me, now. Kalina. Remember him, the referee? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, cleaner, and he just fucking stopped the whole thing, mate, just with his voice, stopped it all. And the two captains went with with um, Pierre-Luigi Kalina. And, uh, and he just basically, uh, the captains come to the dressing room and said, like, listen, next next thing that happens on the pitch is to red card. And Bex had already missed the penalty that first half. And we drew nil-nil. Nil. Did he slip? He sort of slips, yeah, put it over the bar. And we drew nil-nil. Uh, but that meant we qualified for Euros. Now it's buzzing, like, we qualified for another tournament, so I'm celebrating. So I got on the plane and was it a prick? We had you know, the little shot bottles on, that you have on planes. You know, obviously, when you're wearing tea, you can have as many as you want. Like, and so we've got them lined up and I'm necking and we're doing shot for shot me and was on the plane. And he's a, I'm, well, what was I then, 2004? I'd have been like 27, 28. And he's, he's a kid, like he's 18. And I'm knocking him back. He's pretending to and just throwing him on the side. So I'm smashing lows down me. He's throwing him to the side. I end up getting absolute steam and spewing all over the plane. Gary Neville walks me through the airport in Manchester, puts me in his, ta- his taxi with him. He's like... In a wheelchair? In a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're photographers, not yeah, ready for team coming back. He literally, literally <laughs> put, put me in his like, FA car, took me back to my apartment, he knew where I lived, put me in bed. Yeah. <laughs> Wankered I was. <laughs> so apart from that one time... <laughs> 2010 was another. No, 2010, I got steaming on the plane on the way for that as well, on the way back from the World Cup. Did the players always have your back, though? You're saying about Neville. Yeah, he's done well there for you, right? Yeah, he's done brilliant for me then, yeah. 
he wouldn't have done it probably 10 years later when he split up with my sister, but at the time he was with my sister, so I was like... <laughs> Well, they, what do you do on these uh, these England trips? Would play a game? Are you allowed a couple of drinks or the players? Yeah, um, yeah, they were they were good as gold. To be fair, they were the, the managers. So Sven well, had no problem with it night after, night after the game or night of the game. Had no problem with it whatsoever. Um, it was after Sven, Steve McLaren, no problem. Was not as short as it was. Even Roy Hodgson was good as gold. Like yeah, he, he he let him have a drink. Capello, no, Capello was like. Didn't he check the ketchup and all that off him? And did he do that? Would it, butter. Yeah, that? butter, 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 remove butter. Like his first. Was this a complete change when Capello came in? He came in iron fist, bang, like complete iron fist. Like you, you, you all sat down at the table at the same time. You all left the table at the same time. You know, you, you, butter had gone. First pre-match meal was just one big fuck off bowl of pasta, nothing else. Although I know so there's a loaf of bread with a toaster. Right. But no sauce or no butter, no nothing. It was like dry toast or dry pasta. That was it. Did he, did he lose the lads because of that? I think the press didn't help with everything. And he got to the 2010 World Cup and the lads really, really turned on everything and decided they're not going to do any press anymore. And training wasn't great and performances weren't great. And he went from iron fist, no butter, playing pasta, to night before the Germany game that we lost. The one where Frank Lampard scores off the crossbar and doesn't get counted. He's offering beers and wines out the night of the, the night before the game. Trying to get them back. Trying to get them back Fucking on board. He's gone full circle. Full yeah. circle, which I sort of lo lost a little bit of respect for. Yeah. I thought I'd be happy if he'd stuck to his iron fist and he got and he and it didn't work. But in there, he completely went full circle. So yeah, it's a bit disappointing. So we've had um, wheats on, and wheats is just a normal, normal. I know wheats. I know wheats. Going to play for England. Yeah. But around that time was it Jimmy Bullard and Bentley, just <sighs> lads that. You think I'd love to have a drink with you? Yeah, you know they, were, they, were so, they were so funny. They they, uh, they only came to one setup, I think. Uh, Bentley and uh, Bentley and Jimmy Bullard. I think that was enough for Capello. Like, <laughs> but like I remember because on the team bus, then the staff would sit at the front, the players would sit at the back, and I just remember one day, I just I just heard this postman Pat, and it was just coming in the back. It was just Jimmy Bullard shouting, shouting Capello. <laughs> Postman Pat, like just fucking random shit. He would have had no idea who Postman no, Pat is. I've got a clue. Like, I'm giggling like fuck, brilliant. <laughs> on, on his first trip? Yeah. Mad. Didn't care. It was Roy. Brilliant, honestly. Loved Roy Hodgson. Funny guy. Um, he's like your granddad. He's like having your granddad running the team. Yeah. Brilliant. He would like ball under his arm, constant, and he'd just walk, like walk around the pitch talking, and every now and again he'd just drop the ball and just have volley it to someone and it would game on and then put another ball under his arm. Good bloke. Um, uh, fun, two two thousand twelve euros, right? Two thousand twelve euros. I'm working. Got to about eleven o'clock, half eleven at night, right in the middle of the tournament, and uh, we're staying in Krakow. So there's games on every single night, as you know, when euros and that are on, and um, people everywhere in Krakow. And it's, it's good square that as well. It's good isn't square, it? yeah. That it's good square, and we're just off the main square. We're just off the main square. And I've said to one of the other masters, I said, come on, mate. So let's go and have a fucking beer out of the hotel tonight. Because we could have a beer in the hotel any night. Let's go and have a beer. Let's just go out to a bar somewhere. It's just taking the atmosphere a little bit. It's middle of the Euros. So it's now midnight, middle of the Euros, fucking 2012. England, I think we've played one or two group games already. And uh, we're, we're not having the greatest tournaments, but we're all right. So we sit down outside this bar, like we are now, Beers on the table, chatting away. Next thing, walking down the middle of the street, 12 o'clock at night, at 12. Fucking Roy Hodgson, England manager. <laughs> <laughs> All of them electric scooters. England manager. 
like, what the fuck's going on? Like, England manager's there, like, and he's looked over. Just on his own? Right, boss, on his own. Marching along with loads with of people, under his arm. loads of people near him, like, but like, no one's miving him. He's just walking, like, he's just taking it all in, like, no security, no nothing. Right, boss, he goes, All right, boys, what if we join you for a drink? So he comes over, sits down with us, <laughs> and he fucking has a beer, like, with us. It's like half 12 at night, and he's doing the managers sat in a bar outside a bar, just just a few hundred yards up from the hotel, just sat, as a, sat having a chat with us. Fucking brilliant. thing and is, it's 2012. 2012, So Roy Hodgson's yeah. probably 104 then. <laughs> so he's probably, he's probably just fucking lost. He just probably just, lost. Yeah, forgot where his hotel is. Every room 107. <laughs> 107, anyone at the... But you know what? You know what, you know what that night, what, what made me so impressed with him was, like, it didn't matter, because he got recognised, obviously. It didn't matter whether you were English, French, Swedish, uh, Italian, Spanish. You walked up to him and spoke to him in your native tongue, he'd speak back to you, innit? Mate, he yeah. had so many languages to him. He could speak everything. He was a joke. And he was dead pleasant, took photos of everyone, spoke to him in, a, like, in Swedish, in Spanish or whatever. Brilliant. A lot of them tournaments, they were unlucky, weren't they? Get yeah, they the were unlucky. 2004-2006, we, without Rooney... Like if, what, what happens to Rooney in both them tournaments? I think we win both of them tournaments because he was that good back then. Talking to Shaggers, how was... Um, <laughs> <laughs> how was Dwight York <laughs> when you first got there? Right, Dwight. So he's off the back of a treble win, right? And I would say about Dwight, he's the one person I watched in the whole time I was at Man United that the level of success proper got to him like he went from Villa to us to winning everything and he just went pfft. like he would come in with yellow eyes like so many days like he was he just loved the party well Maisie told us that after that season he wanted a year off to go and celebrate yeah, celebrate. yeah. That, well, that he, tells you we're old well, he, he didn't get the year off but he had a year celebrating that's for sure. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> and a great, great lad. Honestly, a great lad, but fucking hell, he absolutely went off the rails after that winning everything, yeah. Could you see it physically as well? Like see it physically, yeah. Like... He wasn't as good on the pitch and you could see it physically, just his eyes. The amount of days he came in with yellow eyes, like it was ridiculous. And would Fergie so, get onto him for that all? Yeah, he knew. The guy knew everything. So Alex knew everything. He knew what, what was going on with every single player at all times. He was so... So on the ball. He had everyone in Manchester ringing him up saying, oh, your guy's in my bar last night, your guy's in my club last night, your guy's in my restaurant last night. Did it with me. He knew I was out all the time. I'm just fucking my third. <laughs> he, pulled me, he pulled me one day and went, you're out too much. Get yourself a girlfriend, get yourself settled down. I was 27, 28, 27 at the time. I was married fucking 12 months later. Yeah, <laughs> fucking shit myself, got married yes, to the next one I met. Yes, <laughs> love, uh, he says I've got to get married, so do you fancy it? Out of all the players that have been there, I've got keep Rooney out of this, because I know he's your mate, but who's the one that's had to do the most ducking and diving on that front of getting herself into a bit of bother from going out? Or Not an easy one to answer that one, is it? Jesus. Because I can't imagine Ronaldo being a drinker, really, or... No, but he was up I know there. He's a shagger, but... he, he was up there. Like he, he, he had he had a mess about. Like he, he loved his women. Ronaldo loved his women. Like see, I can't say that. Can I? I'll give you a Ronaldo story. Right, it's good. <laughs> good can. We all love women. It's just fucking. It's yeah. easier for some to pull than others. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tell you, I, I um, he, he, yeah, I fell out of me this over this a little bit. But we're all right now. But um, the last season he was at the club, he uh, we're. Night before the game, Lowry Hotel, 
So I'm staying in the hotel and he's having a massage with me. So he's on my bed and I'm, I'm rubbing his legs and TV's on, X Factor's on. Uh, who, who is this girl? And it was... Um, Shirt singer. No, close. Um, Danny Minogue. Okay. Danny Minogue. Who, who is Danny Minogue? The, the sister of Kylie Minogue. Ah, okay. Can you get me her number? I'm like, okay, I'll mass her for Man United. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, I'll actually, ring. I'll just ring fucking Adel Bishop's book. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I am a man of many means. And within like four or five days, I've got Danny, Danny Minogue's number in my phone. So I hand it to him and said, yeah, there's a number. And apparently they went on a couple of dates and whatever happened, happened and whatever. Nothing come of it in the end. About four or five months later, we're sort of like March, April. He's leaving to Real Madrid. We all know he's now got Real Madrid at the end of the season. So he says to me, uh, X Factor again on, on Saturday night, who is this girl? And it was that Kimberly Wyatt from Pussycat Dolls, you know yeah. what I'm yeah. So, can you get me a number? I went, whoa, 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 hang on. <laughs> I said, what's in this for me? Like, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm dogging away, like getting your fucking girls' numbers everywhere. I'm getting nothing out of this. He said, okay, you like my car? You had a Porsche Carrera convertible. I went, yeah, I do. He said, when I go to Real Madrid, I sell you half price. I said, okay, I'll get her fucking number then. <laughs> it took me about fucking 10 minutes. I got her number, right? Passed it on to him. Um, sure enough, season, end of season, whatever happened, don't know. End of season comes and uh, remember our deal? He went, yeah. Is he sticking to it? He went, yeah. 30 grand to give him for a 60 grand car. Next day I sold it for 60 grand. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> Literally had it over had it one night, went to his house, picked it up, put the money in his bank, had it for one night, sold it for 60 grand the next day. I had a great holiday in the Maldives that summer. Is it just me that think he's a tycoon? He could have just given me a Yeah. yeah. Well, he could have done, yeah. Someone, you know, yeah. Someone else has said that when I told him that story as well. But... 15 grand a number, innit? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just out of curiosity, I don't suppose you've got Ellen Mirren's number in your phone, <laughs> have you? I've always fancied her since fucking prime suspect. <laughs> She's not 88 now. It don't matter, she's still got it, bless her. <laughs> so were you good mates with Rooney before he arrived at United? Uh, only through England, because uh, he came into the England set up like either late 2002 or early 2003 and I'd... You just got on? Yeah, we just got on straight away, yeah. Like sort of like Franny Jeffers was in the squad at that time, so he was like mates with Franny because of a pair of scouts and, and like I just got... He got on the massage bed with me all the time, yeah. Were he telling you, oh, I'm coming? Yeah, out. yeah. Um, we was in the Euros in 2004 and uh, I had like a couple of hours spare in the afternoon and I wanted to go and have a little nap because I'm knackered because I'm massaging constantly. Not for Wayne, no, no. He wanted to get me up, go downstairs, play PlayStation with him because I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't allowed to sleep in his eyes. Like, so I, uh, <laughs> so I've gone down, got a bit of PlayStation and we're chatting away and while we're playing and he says to me, uh, what do I call your gaffer? I went, what do you mean? He went, well, if your gaffer was to ring me, what would I call him? I went, well, Sir Alex. I said, I'd call him gaffer, but he's my boss. He's not yours. And I've gone, hang on a second. What are you, are you signing for us or what? He went, well, what did you fucking think? Like, if I'm going to speak to your gaffer. I went, fucking, uh, yeah. So he gets his phone out. And I went, mate, call him Sir Alex. Like, and I stopped him. Just fucking make sure you call him Sir Alex. He went, no, no, I will, I will, I will. Picks his phone up. I like Alex, it's Wayne. I went, oh my God, <laughs> mate. I just told you. And I'm sat there, you fucking dick, like, and he's like, and they had this conversation. I don't know what they said, like, but yeah, two months later, he's a United player, or a month later, he's a United player. 
I can just see, I can just think Wayne Rooney, just, he's just a big kid. A massive kid. You know, like, uh, just never, just always wants to be fucking about, never yeah. really grown you know, up. You know what? It, Until has, later. The, yeah, the Until last later. few years yeah. he has grown up. When he's become a manager, he's had to grow up a little bit, yeah. But yeah, he's been a big kid and he was the heart of everything in the dressing room, both dressing rooms, Man United in England for many, many years. Any jokes that were going on, any... <laughs> it was so funny. He was, he gets so angry at times as well. There was one trip, there was one trip we went, I think it was, uh, we went to, I think, was it the South Africa? Uh, no, Australia trip. So we're on a, we're on a jumbo jet and we're, I think we're on pre-season tour, go to Australia. And um, someone had nicked his suit bottoms. So when you got on the plane to go on tour, you, you get on in your suits because obviously you're sponsored by Paul Smith. You all got to look the right for Paul Smith and the, and the cameras. But as soon as you get on the plane, you take your stuff off, hang it up, put, put, some, on. put some jammers on. They give you some Nike stuff to put some on. And, and that's it for 12, 14, 15 hours, whatever, till you get to... So someone had nicked his, his pants. So he's got himself, started getting some dress shirts on, ties up. Where's my fucking pants? Where, no one gave me his pants back and the lads had hidden them, right? So we're all suited up and ready to get off the plane. He's fucking can't find his pants and he's fuming. He storms down the front of the plane, right? He's got Bobby Charlton on there. You've got Sir Alex on there. No one's getting off this fucking plane until I get my pants back, <laughs> right? And, he wouldn't, and he's like, ah, at the front of the plane, no one's getting off. Like, he won't let anyone off the plane. Oh, it's so funny. Lads are crying laughing. And he's headed gone, like gone. But like, he was always the heart of everything, right? Whether he was taking a piss out of someone or, or being have the piss taken out of him, he was always the heart of everything. If that happens to you, you're getting the full lot off, aren't you? And say, right, keep the pants, I'm going off naked. Yeah. I'm, the, the Mickey's out, I'm walking off this plane. <laughs> yeah. so that, I'm sure that to fucking Paul Smith. Uh, you think you're all funny bastards, don't you? Uh, top at top, top stern, like that. Might even get the old... Propeller. <laughs> <laughs> the other photo where he's got the vest on and the shorts and the flip oh, the like, oh, just like that. Just, God, for yeah. me, that is just exactly what I'd expect of him. Yeah. Typify him. Yeah. His wedding was fun. I'll give him that. His wedding was fun. Imagine a, a, a plane load of scouts who's just flying over to Geneva and going out in Portofino. Like, it's just fucking nightmare, honestly. Beautiful five star hotel with a load of scousers in it. It was funny as hell. Nuts, <laughs> like a proper nuts. But it's only like 40, 50 people at the wedding. And uh, like, I mean, it was just a night. They were just a nightmare. You can imagine like Westlife singing for these scousers. Like. <laughs> well, Westlife on? Westlife sang for him, yeah. <laughs> good... Westlife sang for him. <laughs> Who's the best practical joker? England and United. Uh, practical joker. Oof. See, I was always up there in all that sort of stuff. I always used to get involved in that sort of stuff. But what type of stuff would you do? Cutting stuff and all yeah, that. Yeah, more like, like shitting, cut, cutting clothes. No, we wouldn't go that far. See, that's what I mean. At that no, level, no, no, level. Like, like, no, I think there was an incident with PK and pissing in a locker at one point, but no, I don't think there was any sort yeah, of shitting. Yeah, shitting's too far. Yeah, it's too you far. Know, you imagine if someone's on table. Oh, it's nice and warm. <laughs> like, oh, what's that? Hot storms. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've got the room for I've got the room key for Dan and Gibson, and we've absolutely upended his room. You know the one where you just throw sugar all in his bed and like so it's an horrible night's sleep. And I've shat in his no Johnny Evans it was shat in his toilet, but I had mad diarrhea, so like it was all over his toilet. Oh, <laughs> Johnny, just, Johnny, Johnny, just left it all there for him and like. See, it, that's like we've heard quite a few stories like that, haven't we? Some does happen at the ice. But level. it comes out. That's the problem. It comes out, and then we end up, I end up getting pulled in with like. Uh, so Alex didn't pull me on this one, but Mickey Phelan pulled me in. He said, "Well, we know what you did to Gibbo's room the night before the game. You're freaking out of order. Where does it stop? You know, the next thing you'll be burning each other's cars out." Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Was Sir Alex aware of your relationship with Rooney? And would yeah? Would you be kind of? Uh, I'm thinking of like, you know, like Gazza and Five, Jimmy. Jimmy Jimmy. Five Bellies. Yeah, it would wasn't he... to that extent because I, I would say no, I would say no to Wayne. Like there was, yeah. there, there was, a, we were not, we were known in our circles as we'd argue like fucking husband and wife, like proper, proper argue, like because you just can't feel warming up with him, did you? Yeah, yeah, I did yeah, I used to do that as well um, for for many, many years um, before before the England games and before the United games, just doing like forty yard, fifty yard knocks all the time, yeah. Um, but I knew when to say no to Wayne and when he was wrong, and that, that caused enough arguments over the years. Yeah. So would Alex, Sir Alex, be aware of that relationship and yeah. be aware that would he would you be kind of an intermediate and look after him? Yes. Yeah, he would do. I mean, I'll, I'll give you one. I'll give you one. We played um, we played Bayern Munich at home. We'd already played the away leg, and Wayne did his ankle in the away leg. So Bayern Munich at home, um, we're in the. We're in the team hotel and so Alex has pulled us aside um, and said, listen, tonight you're going to go to the stadium with Wayne in a, in a Viano, in a Mercedes van, like separate from the team. So the team's going to go, but you're going to pull up after the team, way after the team. He's going to have a boot on going because he's going to stadium in crutches, but he's starting the game. So he's going to try and to put their team Trojan off. Horse. Yeah. He's going to try and put their team off by looking at Wayne's not starting. And, he, and that's what we did. Like, so I went with Wayne in a Viano to the game and we got out and he's fucking on crutches with a boot on and going into the stadium. So everyone sees him, pictures of him. So Bayern Munich are now thinking, oh, he's not going to start. Next thing he's on the starting lineup. When Sir Alex finally left, were you, after so long under him, were you a bit worried of whether you'd, you'd be able to carry on with your job? When David Moyes come in? No, no, no. There was there was never a threat because you had a contract with a club, and I knew I was good at what I did. I knew I was a a, a good masseur. You, you build that up over time. I was probably terrible when I was two thousand one, like with Roy Keane and that lot. But as as you as you work hard at it, and you you, you get a feeling for it. You, so and plus I had the the England thing as well. I still doing that and. I, I could all, Cause some I was, managers uh, like to come in and bring all yeah, their own. But the, the, it never really gets down to that level. Yeah. Yeah. A, a manager might bring his own coaches and he might bring a physio that he trusts or a doctor that he trusts, but it never really goes down to that level. Like we're like the lowest of the load of masseurs. And we do everyone else's job for them as well as our own. So yeah, I was never ever worried about that. Big change when he come in? Moise? Yeah. Um, you still ping coach. him 40, 40 yarders no, on the No, he stopped that. He stopped that. Yeah, he stopped that. Um, I mean, I think those are the two things that completely ruined his, his time at United. Stopping me doing 40 yard pings with Wayne <laughs> and the chips. Get rid of the chips. But you got no, the chips? You got rid of the chips from the canteen, didn't oh, you? I'm asking for a transfer. Yeah. <laughs> got rid of chips. Can't get no chips right before the game. But uh, No, I, listen, Moisey... The, the big change, obviously, Sir Alex was huge leaving. David Gill was huge leaving. Like, 
Was he just as big? Do you think? Uh, as 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 equally big? Yeah, yeah. I think so. For the stuff off the pitch mm-hmm. rather than stuff on, yeah. Because obviously, Sir Alex was everything on. Um, but even like the contract talks and things like that, um, David Gill was quite ruthless and quite firm and solid. And from what I could gather, Ed Woodward wasn't, you know, and a bit lax. And um, lads could sort of play on that at first because he wasn't used to it. Um, but David Moyes come in and he he tried his style, he tried his things, and he was he was fine. David Moyes, he just he was quite indecisive as a bloke. Um, and I got on with David. It just didn't work out for him. One of those things didn't work out for him. Couldn't. It was a big club, and I don't think he ever grasped how big the club was. Um, Do you think anybody who took over from Sir Alex were going to struggle? I think everyone took over for, who took over from Sir Alex was struggle. Even if you brought in like this guy now, Tenagi, just struggled taking over from Sir Alex. Yeah, and I think Sir Alex knew what he was leaving behind. No disrespect to that team that won the league in 2013, but they weren't a great team. You know they weren't. Uh, they they won they won the league by ten points in the end, but they they were not a great team. But so Alex just got the best out of them. Who Did was you... the closest one? Uh, you know the succession that took over. Who was the closest one where you thought he couldn't get it right here and just didn't? Uh, when when Jose first come in, I thought yeah, Jose Jose can, he's got the ability because he's got the uh, he's got the personal skills to get it right. He knew how to make people laugh at the right time and he knew how to be angry at the right time. And I thought yeah, Jose's got this. He could do this, but. Just didn't work out for Jose either. Has he got that personal? I think he's starting, because he's on Instagram and stuff, and he, his personality's starting to come out. When back in the day, you used to think, fuck me. Just an hard faced bastard. Hard faced bastard. But then, yeah, like I always think when he was first at Chelsea, he seemed like the, the master man manager. Like everybody loved him, didn't they? And then at United, it seemed different. It seemed like he were. Everyone again. To a point, after a certain period of time, it seemed like he were bitter. Yeah. Um, when it. See. <laughs> The, the, the best way I can explain, explain Jose is like on his good days, he was amazing to work for and he made me feel brilliant. He made me feel better than Sir Alex ever did. You know, he was, he, he made me right part of his little close circle and I loved it. But on his bad days, God, he was a fucking nightmare. And he really was a nightmare and he, uh, he knew how to upset a player. He knew how to piss a player off. He knew how to piss staff off. Like he just, and it just depended on, on where he was at in his like not just that day but that the part of his contract and towards the end he, he really was a, a he was hard work to work for um but at the start he was the first two years really jose was was brilliant i loved i loved working for him and i thought it was fun i thought any involved me in everything and he would get me involved in training jose would get me started like in in the crossing balls in for like you know the when he should really, if someone goes down injured, should really go and get a kid from the reserves or the youth team. Just go, no, no, Rod will do that. Rod will do that. Like, <laughs> I, I, I love that. Like, so you're whipping balls in for the strikers yeah, for the yeah, crossing yeah, finishing yeah. session. Crossing finishing sessions, yeah. Did he have a pet on your heads, Latam? Your... <laughs> <laughs> so Doddy. obviously, I played for until a certain time. Like, so I think I stopped playing that 2011-12, and yeah, the weight did come on, and it was a running joke that I mean, Waza started it because of bell end, like, but Waza. <laughs> Every day would call me a fat cunt every single day, like, and I just had to accept. And I just said, "Was a yeah, but mate, wait till you stop playing football. You are gonna be the fattest cunt that's ever played. Maradona's got nothing on you. You are gonna be." So anyway, that's that fat cunt jokes that I stuck within the dressing room for many years, like, and like, 
the, the phone is it's first that call me fatty and I get fatty and I'm, okay that's all right. I don't mind what if it looks back then gordo which is Spanish for fat cunt basically <laughs> so the likes of like um, uh, what was it called the Argentinian centre half Jesus Christ Rocco Rocco are coming out gordo gordo and they're like oh no it's a lovable like it's a lovable nickname <laughs> oh yeah but it is fat cunt yeah. <laughs> cheers but then Jose, Jose, when he came into the club and he learned all this and he knew what my relationship was with everyone, he saw how close I was with Wayne and that. You just, I'd be sat in the medical room and it's on a corridor and you just hear down this corridor, fat cunt! And it'd be Jose come walking around the corner and he'd come up and give me an handshake and a cuddle. Like, fucking yeah, morning boss, you're right. <laughs> Well, that was that was Jose for you. But like, at least I was part of his, like, he, that was the affection he had for Endearing. me. You know? Yeah, he was indeed, yeah. But brilliant from I just can't imagine him walking down the dressing room, uh, down the corridors shouting that. He's, he's banter Josie at times, was brilliant. Like, he was one of them, he was, he's, he was a prankster. So, like, when you get on a plane going on pre-season tour and stuff, he'd be one of them putting, like, whipped cream in people's hands so when they wake up and go like, ah, they rub it on their face. <laughs> yeah, that was Josie, yeah. No way. Yeah, that was Josie, yeah. yeah. He'd do that. I love him, mate. <laughs> he needs well, to he fucking to, grow up. He used to love a prank, Josie, yeah. He's brilliant. But Good I remember the, the Pogba stuff. You know, one time when Pogba's come up the training ground and he's confronted him about something in the box, was he filming for Instagram or something after United got beat or during a game when they end up losing and oh, he's confronted yeah. him? I don't yeah. know if you were there. No, but... I, 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 see, the sort of team meetings and that sort of stuff, we're not, we were, we're never... Um... We're never involved in all that sort of stuff. Well, the, the camera's got it though. He's come out and you can see him go straight over to him. Ah, so okay. It, would Pogba be one? Oh, that... on the training pitch it was. On the training, was on pitch, the training yeah. pitch, and they started like walking away. I remember that, yeah. But no, I don't know what was said. I can't remember. Um, but there wasn't a, there wasn't much love lost between them two. Let's just say that, to be diplomatic. What were you like, Pogba? Good kid, honestly. A top talent, a fucking top top talent, but just. It, it just didn't work out for him at Man United. More so because he didn't work hard enough at it, I think. Like he could have been he could have been centre mid for Man United for a long, long time, but I don't think he really wanted to know. I don't, I, I, he was a good, good lad and yeah, it was a little bit about him and um not to the same levels of Ronaldo, but like wasn't far behind Ronaldo, like when that it's all about me shit. But he was a he was a good lad. Um uh, and, a, and a very big talent. And, I, you know, I can't pinpoint what, what went wrong with him at United. I really can't. There's injuries and stuff, but he just I just don't think he wanted to be there from from mm. quick, quickly after he re-signed. How did you get on with uh, Zlatan? Funny. Funny yeah. guy. Funny guy, yeah, Zlatan. He, 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 like, now Zlatan is a bully. Like, I can say that. On, <laughs> no fucking problems with that saying. Zlatan is a fucking bully. But... Um, if you sort of like <laughs> in an endearing way, yeah, in an endearing way. If you sort of like front him up and 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 have the laugh and joke with him, he's great fun. He's great fun. He takes everything he, he gives out as well. Um, but he upset many players. I mean, I think that's what Josie brought him in to do to try and make players better um, by upsetting them. And 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 he did that. And to be fair, we won the won the UEFA Cup with him. Yeah. So you know, Europa League, let me go. So. Yeah, I liked that, and I, I I always got on with him. I liked him, um, and quite clearly, he's been a talented footballer over the years. Am I? And it was cold. You got cold. You're freezing me. Come on. The cold. It's fucking paper thin. Like it's a waste of fucking time. <laughs> Thank you.
drink, chaps. Drink. Got very, drink. very smug. Drinks on me. Oh, really? Today. Oh. What did you walk away with? Fifty pound. Not it's bad. good. Not Could bad. have been better, couldn't Could it? Could have been better. Well, it's a basically it's a nine to one winner, isn't it? Ten to one winner. Arsenal let me down last last kick of the game. The best thing about all of this is after one fixture, John's put the screenshot in the group saying Creamo was rising. (laughs) (laughs) Three points on the board and then went silent. (laughs) Yeah, on the predictor, like I finished second, got 53 quid in the bag. But I was on for 300 quid in the um, 80. What was it, 83rd minute? But you're still, you're still showing profit. You enjoyed your afternoon. Yeah, from a Enjoyed your weekend. Yeah, I did make it interesting. Or I, I was sat right Sunday, Sunday dinner. Kept looking down. You rude bastard. It's coming in, it's coming in. It's oh. Yeah, but thanks to the sponsor, Bet, mate. We had our league of the weekend. I came second. I Nowhere came 47th, Once maybe? again. Top 50. For a, goal, for a golfer, I'd be buzzing with that, wouldn't I? Mm. I mean, top fifth. Well, you can cut. have another go this weekend because we've got the Premier League and FA Cup fixtures on Saturday. Oh. And that does throw up some shocking results. Yeah. That FA Cup. I can't see Sheffield United getting out at Man City, can you? No doubt, I'll be taking taking some more victory points. So I'll be getting my teams in early. Very and you can smart. get involved as well with the link in the description. And if you put in UTC5, you get a free fiver. You get the freebie? Five pounds. In your wallet, for now. I'm after re- I'm after reload. <laughs> after, a, after a bad run, I'm after reload. <laughs> got to be eighteen. You've got to be eighteen, and it's um, it's just low stakes as well. Maximum of five. Get involved. So always gambling responsibly. Aren't we? Please, oh, please do gamble responsibly. I gambled responsibly at the weekend. Came home with a big wedge in my pocket and a big burger. I'm gonna say a bit with a potato fatty. wedge. <laughs> you fat twat. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, like, obviously, the, the roles that you've been in, have you ever met any f- proper famous folk? Oh, fucking loads. Yeah, yeah, loads, yeah. I've um, come Jesus. a long way from that swimming bath. So. I'm not wrong, yeah. <laughs> this little scroll from Salford. <laughs> I mean, I met the Queen in 2002. Prime Minister what? Tony Blair. Freddie or? <laughs> I'd prefer that, like. But no, yeah, I met, uh, went to Buckingham Palace after the 2002 World Cup. We had an England team went there. Um, and then we also went to 10 Downer Street, so I met the Prime Minister and the Queen in space for about a month. That was madness. Yeah, weird. Um, but yeah, I've met many, many famous people over the years. Um, Who's the most famous? Probably one of the most famous people on the planet, I'm not going to lie. Um, he was, at the time, the President of the United States. And, trumpet? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Donald? Not the trumpet, man. <laughs> he got yeah. the trumpet on. And he ended up playing golf with him. Yeah, a full round. Yeah. Not a full round, no. Right. Not a full round. Um, so I was um, after after my United job, I went out to buy a cup of crack. I was living in Philadelphia, and uh, Wayne was playing at DC United at the time. So I went down to see Wayne um, on a weekend, and uh, we had a night out on the Saturday night, and then on the Sunday we've gone to play at the Trump National in Washington, and we. We get to the golf course and there's secret service everywhere. It's like, you know, I say the secret service, I didn't know at the time, but there's suits everywhere. Yeah. You can see the things in the mirrors, like, what's going on here? <laughs> and I, it took me like two minutes, went, wow, the, the president's playing here today. It's his course, he's definitely playing here today. And anyway, we get on the first tee, the caddy says, yeah, the, the president's playing here. We've been wandered about three times already, you know, wow, wow, wow. So we set off playing, having a few drinks. Next thing we can just see this fucking entourage come onto the course, right? And it's just like 
20 buggies on one hole. I'm like, what is going on with this guy? Anyway, uh, the, the the caddy who was taking us around was like his normal caddy. And they said, oh, yeah, he, he has his every single time he's here. And he just plows through the course. <laughs> you just got to come yeah. through and play through. Get out of his way, get out of his way. He said, it's just We'll let you play through, what is it? Fucking Donald Trump. Go on, Megan. Fucking, don't be going in the rough, though. If you're playing through, don't be going in the rough. Just get through us. I can just see that if you find if you find his ball in the rough, you've got to... Just sneak it onto the fairway. <laughs> you know, know what I mean? It's here, it's here, President, Mr. President. Yeah. So, like, 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 they're telling us, like, the snipers in the trees. There's a boat, there's a lake there. There's a boat going up and down the lake with, a, with snipers on the boat, just in case. Like, And he said to us, he said, wait till you see the box. I went, what's the box? He went, it's, it's in between the 13th and the 14th hole. There's, like, an Escalade that's had the back cut out of it. And there's, like a like, a raw iron box that's on it. And they said, if anything happens to the president while he's on the course, they just bundle him into this box. Helicopter swoops in, hooks onto the box and just carries it off. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, you're full of shit. I'm saying to the caddy, you're full of shit. Anyway, sure enough. Had a rugby tackle in the 13th. Gets to the 13th There it is, this fucking box on the back of this, es on this Escalade. How did you end up playing a couple right. of holes? Okay, so what happened is, right, so he's ploughing through the course. We get to about, the f I think about the 14th hole and uh, Secret Service, come on to our hole, we're, we're about to tee off. Uh, excuse me, guys, you have to move aside because uh, afraid the president's coming through. Please don't talk to him. If he speaks to you, then you can obviously speak to him back, but just leave him alone. And I'm like, fucking Wayne Rooney, mate. He's going to speak to Wayne Rooney because Wayne had been actually coaching his son, Baron, on the White House lawn leading up to this. <laughs> And Wayne had already been invited to, Wayne had already been invited to like, you know, his, his, his house at Christmas and his house at Thanksgiving. Uh, White House, not his house, the White House, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, not it's, house. House. It's, not, it's not a two up, two down in downtown Washington. So, so like, I'm like, he's going to fucking speak to Wayne. Anyway, sure enough, comes around the corner onto the, we've, we've teed off and our balls are down the finger, but we're still bad at tees. And he comes around the corner. Wayne, how are you, Wayne? Like, and he, he's fucking that Wayne, it's Wayne. Like, and so he's, he's talking, he comes over, chat away. We, we, we meet him and we're like, so Wayne about three weeks before had scored his hat-trick for DC United in a game where they won 5-2, right? So now he's come onto that hole, right? And we've got like 20 buggies, including, no member of Mayor Giuliani, the New York mayor from the 2000, 2001, you know, the... the, the 9-11 disaster. Yeah. Mayor Giuliani was the the, the mayor yeah. then. And he's like his lawyer or something. So he's on the hole with him as well, not playing golf. So like <laughs> he's there and there's like just people, photographers and just following him everywhere. And uh, he's like, oh, we'll play the golf. So this guy, and everyone's looking at him. This guy, this guy, last week, he scored five goals for DC United, five goals. And I'm looking at Wazza going, go on, correct him. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you, didn't you, Wayne? Five goals, Wayne. And Wayne's like, yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> you lying bastard, like. Fucking tell him the truth, you shit out. <laughs> anyway, so we then played, like, the next hole and the one after that, and then he carried on going, like. So he had his four ball, and I mean, Wayne was a two ball, so we had, like, a six ball of a couple of goals. But just, like, surreal. Did like, he introduce most, you? Wayne? So, yeah, yeah, we we, sat, we chatted, like. Yeah. He, was, he was great. He invited us to the White House whenever we wanted to come. Oh, yeah, cheers. I'll, I'll go next week. Yeah. Yeah. Stocking on. Like. <laughs> Fucking no. Right, Donald in. Unbelievable. Whenever you want to come to White House, no problem. Come on, mate. Come and see me. I fetch a bag. I fetch some cans, Donald. Shift up on set he was, You know what? And he, he was, he was like, perfectly polite, lovely guy, very chatty, brilliant. And we just played a bit of golf, had a chat, and he fucked off. Were you good? 
played off two. He was very good. He was very good, yeah. Straight down the middle of his drive, straight on the, on the green, second shot both times, yeah. He's a good player. Surprising for 72-year-old, yeah. yeah. Big fucker, by the way. See his size, he was massive. Yeah, but it was like one of the, possibly the most surreal day of my life that, yeah. <laughs> Can imagine, especially if you had a few drinks as well. Oh, we had, we were steaming the parents. Yeah. <laughs> we were steaming, we were steaming. <laughs> Fucking hell, we were steaming. Okay, well, once he's fucked off on this buggy, you, I bet you just looked at each other and gone, What the fuck just happened? He was one of them. Like, I've got a photo of me, Wayne, and him on the picture, and it's like, What the fuck? Like, when I pull it out, people just go, What? Like, it's fucking unbelievable. You got his yeah. red cap on? Yeah, yeah, there's that. Of course, it has. Keno, keep what is it? Keep <laughs> make America great again. Yeah, that's it. That's what they had on. Yeah, you did have it on. As if he plays golf in that. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this: we, we we came after course, right? We came after course, and um, it was a Sunday that day. But even though it was a Sunday, he was supposed to have had this. Like it was all publicised. This massive meeting that afternoon with the Taliban. Fuck it. <laughs> he missed it. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do 18. Me and Wayne are sat at a bar here, right? He's sat on that table there with Ivanka and Ivana, and they're all the whole fucking shebang are all there. Just having a meal. He fucked him off with the Taliban. He just was... you're like one of them around. Done. 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 Fucking seven, but fucking go on, man. Get him around it. I'm not bothered about that meeting. I fancy a club. Club. Get a club sandwich. <laughs> Chips. <laughs> Tell you what. Sandwich for me now. Yeah, it's brilliant. To be a like the, the most surreal day of my life. Like, <laughs> unbelievable. Fuck, man, he's gone golf. You know what I mean? It's like a world world issue and he's, fuck, fuck it. I'm doing 18. Yeah, in two hours. <laughs> fuck you yeah. I mean, looking at some of the players in not just the United squad, but the England squad as well, who you've, you've had your fingers on. I mean, there must be some... <laughs> There was, there was a lot of characters in, in there. Really uh, is. We, we just chucked really some is. names at you. I'll see what I can come up with, yeah? Crouchy. Crouchy. He's one. Crouchy was. Oh, so, did you get overtime for Crouchy? So entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you need two beds, don't you? You have to run up his legs. You have to run up him. Crouchy's a, a, honestly a diamond, diamond of a guy. Like on a, He was a fucking great lad, Crouchy. Um, when the robot come out, I remember the robot come out and it, everyone loved the robot. But then we, I think we was in a, in the 2006 World Cup, we were at uh, the night before one of the games. So we're in like a, a local venue, so like Stuttgart or wherever it was. And right outside our hotel, there was like all the bars in the strip. And our massage room was a big corner suite, so all the windows were overlooking this strip, and there were fucking thousands of United, uh, sorry, United fans, England fans, thousands of them on this strip, and they got wind that man, that England were staying in this hotel, and uh, they started surrounding the hotel. Literally, there must have been five, ten thousand outside the hotel, and um, they were just singing every player's name, and every player was going up to the windows and giving them a wave, blah blah blah. Crouchy goes up to the window and does the old fucking roll out the window, <laughs> fucking brilliant. <laughs> But that, that World Cup, right, Crouchy, not many people know this, but I'd finished work and we, we, we'd we worked till at least midnight, you know, late nights, um, massaging the lads. And uh, I'm a decent tennis player and Crouchy was as well. And on site in Baden-Baden where we were staying was like a tennis centre. So not many people know this. Crouchy would ring me at like one o'clock in the morning and I'd go, 
fancy game of tennis. <laughs> go on then, yeah, let's go and have a game. And we go to the tennis centre and we just fucking play tennis till like half two, three o'clock in the morning. He was the starting England centre forward at the time. No wonder it was shit. Fucking playing tennis with me till fucking two. <laughs> Looking a bit tired today, Crouchy. Because he lost him five sets in fucking middle of the but he like he played for like the like the southwest counties or something like some county team and i was all right at tennis and we just used to have a right good smash up it was brilliant yeah imagine you've got a great reach any fucking up wrong jesus carragher carragher um there was always a needle with carragher because the united fucking united um be that much like even thing yeah even even me and him like i mean i get on with him i get on with him because i see him at soccer aid now still and i always get on with carragher but i remember we were at um might have been 2004 tournament we were away in, staying in sardinia at, um uh i can't remember what it's called but there was a there was a go-kart place on site and every night the england team had had it booked out so anyone who was part of the england setup could go on the go-karts and if i remember this one night there were loads of lads there i'm on there carragher's just turned around and gone you're fucking getting it like we're on the go-karts <laughs> so we're, i'm going around the track He's just going straight across the grass verge. He's straight just to plough into me, just to fuck me up. Like, and I'm coming around the corner going, I'm straight. he's coming straight at me the other way. Like, just wanted to fuck him up. What had you done? Just because I was a man and he was a scouser. I'm like, yeah, simple as that. <laughs> Did you ever... It's all coming to, it's all coming to light now, really, isn't it? I know we never won one of these tournaments. They've only gone for a game of tennis well, and a fucking game of Mario. <laughs> that was just his banner. Like, we, we always got on, like, but like, he just wanted to just mulling me off the track. Like... <laughs> Did you see them working together as they have? And I could, I could never envisage Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher as they are now because Gary Neville epitomised Man United and what they loved and hated and Jamie Carragher epitomised Liverpool and what they loved and hated because like more so than Steven Gerrard did and and I could just never see what they're doing and they, they do a brilliant job of it, I'm not going to lie, they, they're fucking class brilliant act, together. Mate. They're a class act, they are a class act. And I'm I'm with them both again this year at Soccer Aid and I look forward to it because they're funny together. They're funny together. I've heard a few stories from the Christmas do's. I know Steely said about um, Roy Carroll and Dev. Oh, yeah, Coronation, Coronation Street. Street. Was Roy Carroll one of them? I don't know if he's was fighting the drink or whatever, but you have to keep an eye on him. You know he did these? do back then, yeah. Roy now is sorting his life out and he's fucking great bloke. And he always was a great bloke, but yeah, on a drink, Roy could be a fucking nightmare, yeah. Did you go on the Christmas do's then? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unofficially, <laughs> officially or unofficially? I think they knew. I think they knew. Like, I think they always invited staff and I, I, I'll be honest with you, a lot of staff shit at themselves. Oh, no, I can't go on that, I can't go on that. But I didn't give a fuck, I would go, yeah. Who would you want to be around? You know Probably England lads as well. If you want a night out, best company. Best company. Wow. I mean, let's take Wayne out of it, obviously. Let's take Wayne out of it. Ashley Cole was always great company. I always enjoyed being around Ashley Cole. I surprised us a bit. Uh, I, know. I don't know why. We're just a, a lovely guy, fun, knew how to party, and a good guy. You know, I remember, I remember. One <laughs> one international meetup. We'd meet up on a Sunday and we'd normally play Saturday, Wednesday back then. Um, and this Sunday, I've met up with, with the rest of the medical staff. The team have all started filtering in. Seven o'clock's come when everyone's supposed to be there by. No Ashley Cole. Dinner's at eight. So where's Ashley Cole? No one can get hold of him. So I'm ringing Ash and like, where the fuck are you? And I knew, because I've got contacts in Manchester, that he was at like a... 
sort of like a brunchy sort of place, steaming. So I've had to go in, a, I, take, I spoke to the people at the FA that weren't the manager and it was like, listen, I'll get Ash back here. You all say he's here and like, he's in bed. And I had to go to, it was, it was called, was it Circle? I can't remember what it was called at the time. It was the Archies in Manchester. And I've walked in there and he's literally, fucking just him sat there with about fucking 10 birds around him. He's not doing anything with him. He's just talking like a couple of mates. And I went, Ash, come on. You've got international duty. You can't just fucking say, fuck off. I'm not coming. <laughs> I'm like, Ash, nah, I can't not leave without you today. I said, I'm going to look after you and make sure that you're not going to get in trouble. But oh, fuck off, I'm on broad light. And he, to be fair to Ash, he had enough respect for me to actually get up and leave the place. And he got in my car and I took him back, back door him to, the, to his room. And he, yeah, when anyone asked, where's Ashley Cole? Like, oh, he's in bed, he's fine, he's asleep. Like, he's just gone to bed early. What's his thought process with that? Unbelievable. That's what's the for this one? Sven. Sven Erickson. Sven. Gaffer, Gaffer, he got five birds around him. <laughs> no problem, Ash. Bring me two. <laughs> See you Thursday, Ash. You have a good fucking time. <laughs> yeah. And I'll come for knockdown. <laughs> so we did a, another one of Ash's. We did a we had a we had a kit man uh, who used to film everything that was going on inside the setup and we'd, he'd make a, a video of it and at the end of every tournament he would s edit it make it up and send it out to all the everyone is in the squad including staff and there was a funny one where it was the day of the portugal game with uh in the year 2004 so we're playing portugal that night and he's interviewed ashley ashley cole on his balcony um uh the day of the game and he's got a cigarette in one hand and a beer in the other the day of the game. Obviously not drinking it, he's not smoking it, but he just looks right really bad. And he's just so ash like, uh, how's, the, how's the training been? How's everything out? You were prepared for tonight? He's going, oh no, yeah, we're prepared tonight. We had six birds in the hotel last night. We all rattled through them. It's been a fucking great fun. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just, that's ash for you. Like, it was, it was, it was, he's just a good, good lad. Like, went along with it. Who's the most laid back? Like, you, you've got an appointment, you know he's not turning up on time. If he's going to turn up at all. Rashford is like, oh, Jesus Christ. Rashford was a nightmare for being on time for anything. Um, there were so many laid back. Like Michael Carrick was so laid back, but when he fucking spoke up, the whole dressing went quiet and everyone listened because he just commanded that respect. Is that why you think he's doing so well as a manager? I think so, yeah. I really do think so. And he's clued up, he's intelligent. He's, yeah, he's clued up, he's intelligent. And when he needs to speak, he'll fucking speak and you'll listen. Um, but he's not aggressive, he's not nasty. A, a a good bloke, but yeah, he's got a snap in him. What about Berbatov? He's got to be up there. Oh, fucking Daft Berber, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, where do I start with Berber? Berber, right? So he come to he come to Man United and he methodically went through all the all of the um the, the medical staff because he wants one person to look after him and that's it. So he goes through all the medical staff. Not the same way that you went through the medical yeah. staff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like once he'd gone through everyone, he, he picked who he wanted to be his bitch basically. And it turned out to be me. So in a way it's like a good thing. Cause like, yeah, all right, I'm good at what I do. But he was a fucking nightmare. And he would get on the bed with me and he would like have an, an hour to an hour and a half massage, really, really deep, right? He wouldn't say a fucking word. He'd get his iPad out and he'd sit on it, watch something, earphones in, not say anything. And like he'd just get up at the end of it, walk off, never say thank you. Like, and it was a pain in the ass, really. Did and he looked after you. You know, I haven't spoken about that, but did you get? Well done. No, fuck all. 
<laughs> fuck all. Honestly. And you know what? I'd he'd get off the bed and, I went, and I'd say to him, any chance you ever saying fucking thank you? And he'd go, I'll say thank you when I leave. When he left, he never said thank you. <laughs> you might not want to tell us, but what's the kindest gesture you've had? from? Because lads are generous. I'll tell, you, I'll, tell, I'll tell the kindest gesture. No problem at all. When Johnny Evans left Man United, right? he went to, he, wherever he went, he, he texted me out of the blue. Um, he said, you've got something coming your way. And it's just a little thank you um, because you always looked after me. I always appreciated you and you've been brilliant for my career. And I got through the post, three grand worth of um, um, Glen Eagles vouchers to go to Glen Eagles. So I took me and three mates and we, we stayed in the hotel and we had two days of golfing up there. That's the best gesture I ever had in uh, in it f as as... A thank you yeah, for what you've player. done. Like, listen, Waz has looked after me over the years of various different things, and Waz will always be my best mate, and and he's he has looked after me. But as someone who has gone, you know what? We weren't actually that close. It was all right. Like we weren't actually that close, but you were brilliant for me, Johnny Evans. Fucking brilliant. See, I think that's the very minimum from me. Do you know what I mean? I mean, Johnny didn't have to do that, did he? No. I don't know what you're saying. But he didn't have to go out. He, he has gone out. Well, I'll tell you breeze, what happened. But, you know when the Glazers took over, right? Before the Glazers took over, at the end of every season, uh, if you were part of the travelling staff with United, you would get a check for X amount of thousand, right, from the MUTV pool. And if you were in and around the dressing room, and, and you would get another check for a little bit less, and then and people in the office would get less. But once the Glazers took over, they took that money from the MUTV pool and we said, well, this is Man United's money. We're having this. So Gary Neville then turned around and went, well, if it, that, this was all sanctioned by Gary Neville and the captains or whatever at the time. And they just said, well, if, they, if, if they're taking that money, we're not going to give you anything. So from that minute onwards, the, the lads never put their hands in the pocket to, to look after the staff. Never. Like... Like, you know, like I we all worked in fucking with football clubs and every, I was captain of three clubs I played for every single Christmas, every single end of season. I would get take money out of lads' wages and I would look after minimal amount of staff, like the kit man, the, fucking, the physio, the, the, you know, the coaches. You'd always do it. Nah, not United. They do it everywhere else. Like, but no, it doesn't, just didn't happen. It just stopped there and then. And not, it was like, that was the culture then. No one, you never got anything from him. And you shouldn't expect it, I know that, but... I know what my background was and where it, what I used to do for the people I used to work with when uh, I was playing and, and I know what other clubs did and it was just like, tight bastards, like, why? So how come you stopped at England first? Um, United turned around to me and they said it was a conflict of interest after 15 years, all of a sudden it was a conflict of interest and they said, you got to choose one or the other. Um, Who was manager? Van Gaal. So Louis sat me down in his room and said, listen, no, I'm, I I had to stop working for Holland in the World Cup to come and work for Man United, so you've got to do the same. So it was, that was tough. That was tough, yeah. You lost half your salary. And at the same time, I was going through my divorce. So I'm now on a quarter of my salary. And it was fucking hard work that year. That wasn't nice. So would it, would you get paid the same at United as you do at you were England? You had a contract at United, whereas with England, you were called up like the players were called up. So right. there was nothing, there was nothing, you know, there was nothing tying, saying, you, to tying you to him. Yeah. So a new manager could come in and go, boom, 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 which is what happened a couple of times, but I survived the culling. Like James Milne used to call me the Teflon man because I used to survive getting, getting culled because when you get rid of masseurs or kit men or whatever, I used to stay through it all. Like, was it a tough decision then? Massively tough. Could, Massively could, tough you, could decision. you have carried on with England 
and left United with I could have done, but have done. it was a it would have been a huge, huge gamble. Yeah. And Man United's money was for me, Man United's money was obviously on a on a yearly basis was more than England's, yeah. but England's would make up for it with bonuses. But then could you have found another club as well? Maybe. I mean, obviously well, you live in Manchester. Don't yeah, you? yeah. I mean you <sighs> You'd have thought so, but I mean, my situation the last four years, I've not found another club in the last four years. Yeah. I've not been working for Man United for four years and I've not found another club yet. No one's reached out to me and come come said like, why well, don't come and work for us? But like, whether I'd want to work in football again, I don't, I actually don't really know because the politics and the, the shit that goes on behind the scenes, um, it, 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 you don't actually see it as much as players, but a staff and a lot of the staff who ever see this will know what I'm talking about. There is a lot of shit that goes on behind the scenes, and you don't get the money that the the, the players do. So it, a lot of it's not worth it. Mm. Time as well, about from all. Well, that's the thing. You're, you're away. You're away from member. from your family as much as the players are away from their family, if not more. Um, and you're not compensated for it. You're not compared to what they're at. You know what I mean? And yeah, you're right. They they should get all the fucking money because they're the ones on the pitch and the ones that the ones that. Are, uh, producing for the masses and producing for the fans, but you're the ones behind the scenes, fucking working your nuts off, doing at times eighty-hour weeks. Um, and and there, there are some clubs that do compensate it, but there are also some that don't. And just it tells you even more how much of a shit show it was that that decision was made for you not to look after. You know when you said they took that MUTV money, yeah, piss poor in it, mm. yeah, because you're the ones in charge of getting them. Exactly, an important part of. The Saturday at three o'clock or whatever yeah. time the play, you're getting them prepared to be as good as they can possibly be. Yeah, I always believe that. I always believe that the team around the team was massively important, and that's with England. They were really, really good. I and mean, United, yeah, it, it was a decent setup, but it probably could have been better. Are you still a United fan? Massively, yeah. I'll always be a United fan. I got the games now. I went to the cup final three, four weeks ago. Loved it. My kids love it. Big United fans. I'm still close with Darren Fletcher and he looks after me all the time. Whenever whenever I need anything, he, he'll look after me. So, yeah, I, I love United. Fellaini. What a guy. <laughs> what a I'm fucking just, guy. I've just seen his name now, Fellaini. I just thought, <laughs> surely you've got something on Fellaini. Honestly, one of the most genuinely loveliest guys I've ever come across in football. He's out in China now. We still speak. We still speak, and he's a fucking diamond of a geezer. I mean, he scored important goals at important times. We won the FA Cup because of because of Marouane Fellaini, which is ridiculous. But yeah, he came he came at a time where and he did a good job for us. He was honest, and you could give him a you could give him a um, a job to do, and he would do exactly what you would you would ask of him. Um, and he was always polite. He was always a lovely guy. And I, I, I haven't got any stories about Fellaini off the pitch. Um, other than the fact that he did what he wanted to do and got away with it most of the time, really. Yeah. I like him. <laughs> no, top jaw. Like honestly, him. top jaw, Marlon Fellaini. Are we Van Persie? So, like, we used to we used to talk about Van Persie. Like, when he come that season, when he when we won the league with him scoring the goals and he got the goal off Rooney, blah, blah, blah. Me and Wayne used to sit there at the start of the season going, his fucking runs are shit. Like these runs are wrong. Like they're so. But they, <laughs> they ended up that wrong. They How were good. Do this shit. You know what I mean? Like they, it, it, there's no doubt he could finish. But like it, we'd look at him and go, 
why is he making that fucking run? It's like the wrong way to go. And then it turned into a fucking great run and he'd score. And like, oh, okay, fair enough. That's, <laughs> might, that's he might actually half know what he's doing yeah, this yeah. game. Yeah, but no, he, he, he was a good guy, Robin. He was a good guy. Um, I got on with him. Um, he wasn't he wasn't my favourite player. He wasn't my worst player. But I, he was a nice guy. And he, to be fair, without him, that one year, we wouldn't have won that league. Mm. Uh, you know, you talk about like Berbatov didn't used to talk. Right? Were there any players that come in that you you were hoping weren't going to talk? Gary Neville, <laughs> Gary <laughs> fucking Neville, and Phil. Really? You I'm couldn't show up from Phil in. They can't have all Philly because Phil was ace. Like Phil was like such a lovable character. He just got bullied to fuck by everyone else around him. Like, but Gary, Jesus Christ, it got to a point. I think with Gary where. Like when it when he spoke, like everyone just switched off. Like couldn't be bothered with him, you know. That's the way Gary was. He owns it as well, though, don't he? he oh, he loves it. He's, honestly, he's a great character. He's fucking fantastic to be around. Like, and he, he's a funny, funny lad. I mean, obviously, he was family for me for a long time. Like, he was with my sister for eight years. So, like, he'd be at my he'd be at my dinner table on a Sunday afternoon at home. Weirdly enough, when him and my sister split up, he broke his foot at the time, and obviously, I'm working at Carrington. So I actually moved in and lived with him for a while and was driving him to and from training every day and I was just staying with him well. No, not really, not really. Um, That is is going above and beyond, isn't it? Yeah. Living with Gary. (laughs) (laughs) You want fucking compensating for that? Yeah. We're going to need you to take one for the team. I'll tell you what, I will uh, will live with Gary, but I want his fucking wages swapping. I'm telling you now, he had his fucking benefits, I'll tell you now, because he lived on one side of the house and I was fucking about a mile and a half away the other side of the house. And yeah, no, he, he was... He was good to live with. He was funny, actually. He was a good lad. He still is a good lad. He makes me giggle every time I see him. If you go on the drink for three, three lads from United, apart from Rooney. Yeah, okay, let's get Rooney out of it. Um, An all dear, innit, yeah? Yeah. Where's Brown? Where's Brown's always going to be in there? To be fair, Wes Brown sat there about fucking two weeks ago with me because <laughs> he's always going to be on the on the view. He's he's one of the best. He was the best man at a wedding. Wes Brown, our best man. One of the should sorry. So Wes Brown's always going to be in there. Um... Oh, let me think back. Juan Sebastian Veron will be in there because yeah. he was a fucking lunatic. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant fun. Brilliant fun. <laughs> Loved the drink. Good guy out. Um, I I want, Did you have massage his head? Because he had a cranium, didn't he? <laughs> 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 he's using a cranium. Yeah, oh. he had a big head, yeah. He was a talent, by the way. He was yeah. a fucking player, by the way, yeah. I'm trying to think who else. Like, I mean, Butty on a night out is brilliant. Giggsy's on it. There's so many on a night out that's so good. Like, Giggsy's so dry, so funny. Is he your third? Yeah, I'll throw Giggsy in there, yeah. England? Do you want me to leave? I should call out that one and yeah. do three of us, yeah? yeah. See, JT. JT was a, was a, I got on very, very, very well with JT. Very, and we, we were good friends for a long time. Michael Owen's funny on a night out. Over. He has oh, this God. deception. He has this deception you know of being what? a boring bastard. I don't believe anything bastard. you just said. <laughs> honestly, he's got this this boring bastard deception. Honestly, on a night out, he is fucking great entertainment. Honestly, a brilliant, brilliant guy. Brilliant guy. Um, third man, third man. Oh, God, I'm trying to think of the England lads over the years. I mean, I could throw Crouch in because he's obvious one that's fun. I'll throw Crouch in there, fuck it. Yeah, strong six. Yeah, yeah very strong. Very strong six. So what are you doing with yourself now, mate? What? So I uh, drink in here every uh, about seventeen hours a day. <laughs> every night. <laughs> no, I um I um I've got a clinic uh, um at a, a gym around the corner. I say around the corner. It's like 
10 minutes away from here in Mobile called Claire's Space, or Space it's called now. Sorry, it's changed its name recently. Um, it's just been voted uh, National Gym of the Year in one of the awards, and it's like top exclusive, you know, like so Ronaldo, Rashford, they're all members there, and I work out of there. Uh, that's my day-to-day -day stuff. Um, but I'm I'm looking at... Um, I'm doing. I'm gonna. I'm hopefully gonna start doing like Q and A's and after dinner speaking and things like that, just to keep myself ticking over. Just, just looking at the things. I, I'm always open to 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 jobs and and things that may come my way. But at the moment, just keep myself ticking over what I've got going on. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah. top yeah. man. No, I've loved it. No, I've loved it. Yeah. One Sebastian. Surprising. Oh, cranium. <laughs> fucking love that word. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.